Welcome back to another episode of the Startup Therapy Podcast. This is Ryan Rutan, joined by Will Schroeder, my friend, the founder and CEO of Startups.com. Will, there are a lot of things that are important in a startup. Uh, there are a lot of important characteristics of a startup founder. I would put accountability chief amongst those. Especially now. I mean, you know, we're in an era for folks that are listening. You may be listening to our back catalog by the time this thing goes out. And we're heading into what's going to be a, a brutal downturn. This is when accountability actually starts to matter. This is when across the organization, I think this is what's such a hot topic right now, across the organization, when things start going south, yep. that's when you hear about accountability. When things are going up into the right and companies taking off and raising money and all those cool <laughs> things are happening, yeah. no one talks about accountability. No, right? no. Um, no one talks about accountability when you win a Super Bowl. They talk about accountability when you lose a Super Bowl. Correct. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about why we as founders inherently feel accountable, but we get frustrated when it's time to look across the whole organization. And all of a sudden, nobody else seems quite as accountable as we are. Everybody yeah. else seems like they're just kind of like phoning it in by comparison. And we're trying to kind of like make everybody as fired up as we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's tough because uh, they're, you know, like you said, sometimes we are, we're inherently most of the time, uh, probably all of the time we're inherently motivated right. uh, and, and, and have accountability based on that. Uh, and because we're the founders, right? We decided to do this. It's our, it's our whole thing, right? We live, breathe, eat, sleep for other people. It may just be a job, right? Right. Uh, we tend to see less of that in startups than you would in like a, a massive corporation where your badge Absolutely. number is 5207. Yep. But it's still not the same thing. And I, I think we, it's, it's important to remind ourselves that and not to become overly frustrated, but it can be, right? I, <laughs> not quite the same thing. Uh, but I had a football match on Sunday, uh, soccer, uh, for those of you listening uh, everywhere but the rest of the world. Um, <laughs> And uh, we went down 2-0 and I felt like I was the only one that was fired up and pissed off about this. And, and I started getting pretty vocal and pretty fired up. And I started getting more fired up when I realized that just getting fired up wasn't getting everybody else fired up. And I'm like, <laughs> but can't you see that now's the time, guys? Right. And so, you know, nobody else seemed to want to be as accountable uh, or, or feel that level of responsibility uh, that, that I did to, uh, to to set the score straight, quite literally in this case, which we did. We, we leveled 2-0 or 2-2 by the end. So it, it did work. Um, I'm not sure that it was my pent up angst and, and anger that got us motivated, but uh, we, we were accountable at the end. It's the angst is what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I had this, this first issue at scale during the dot-com crash yep. and everybody that I knew, all people in the company, we had a huge uh, staff at that point, we were like six or 700 people. Nobody really understood what was happening. And part of that's yeah. always the way. When things start to sure. happen, you get crazy, like people yep. don't get it. But I saw exactly what was happening, even though I'd never seen it before. This is my first time, but you know, I knew right. the numbers very well. And I was like, oh, things were kind of going <laughs> the wrong yeah. direction. Things, things just started to move the other way. They've been going right. up and to the right. right. Now yeah, we're going happened before. down and to the right. And so all of a sudden, I'm hounding everybody by trying to get yep. them fired up in the same way you were, right? We're, we're, we're down yep. zero to two. And I'm trying to get everybody fired up. And no one seems particularly motivated. Yeah. Not the way I was feeling motivated. And I didn't get it at the time. It sounds so obvious now. It sounds so obvious now. Because now I look at it and I think, okay, well, I was about to lose everything. Everything I had worked yep. for, everything I had built, everything I had bought was pretty much about to go away. But nobody else's everything was about to go away. 
Sure. And we've talked about this in other episodes where the founders obviously don't have the same stakes as everyone else. And I'm not saying everybody else's stakes are inconsequential at all. Definitely not saying Correct. That. No, 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 not at all. But everybody else can leave, right? If Correct. things go totally sideways, if Enron implodes, you just go get another job. It's not yeah. easy. It's it's disruptive. Right. Uh, but it's, it's a consequence, different. but it's a more easily managed consequence. Right. I was comparing my freak out moment of, like we've talked about this before, yep. not only am I going to lose my job, I'm going to lose everyone else's jobs too. Yes. <laughs> right? That's yep. accountability. Yep. Now, the challenge we have, and this is a lot of what we'll talk about, the challenge we have is projecting that level of accountability across the whole organization. Right. Especially in a couple cases, and this is so timely for us. The first case is, Things haven't gone bad in startup land in a pretty long time. Now, there have been Correct. plenty of flameouts during that time, last 10 years. But sure. generally speaking, stuff's been up to the right. Yeah. Taken on the whole, good. it's been up and up and up. Right. We also have a generation of people that came into startups. This is all they know. They've yeah. only seen positive. We've had something <laughs> right. called the, the great resignation, which when people had so much job <laughs> mobility, there was, there was talk about how many people were just willing to resign. Oh, that, that will great be resignation. I, I, yeah, I can't but, wait to see the essays that are penned on that in the future. But, but that's my point. Um, it's, it's folks coming through a very different time. No different, Ryan, than you and I did in the first part of our careers. Yep. Where this gets tricky is now all of us as founders are going to run around and we're going to try to motivate all of the people in the organization to feel about where we are in the game the way you felt at, at zero and two. Yep. But again, the difference is we're going to try to do that in a way that matches our intensity with their intensity, which is very, very, very different. different. Yeah, again, go, go, just go back to the severity of the consequence, if it even exists, right? And mm -hmm. I think that's something we can dig into is consequences. Are, are yep. there consequences? Do they yep. exist? Do they not? Um, if they don't, then, then certainly responsibility and accountability uh, can, can become very, very flexible. If there's no consequence, right. uh, then you're, you're essentially only relying on that person's internal moral, ethical, you know, uh, compass around work to, to drive and motivate them. Uh, so, but we have to keep that in mind. We have to keep in mind the fact that there is a significant Delta between the level of intensity that we can sort of ever expect out of somebody, um, or at least that what motivates that person is going to be very different than what motivates us as the founders. And it's, right. I think, critical to tap into that, understand what it is, and then leverage that specific motivation uh, to help drive accountability. If I see someone in the organization and I see that they don't have motivation, 99% of the time, I can tie that to their accountability. If yep. they do a good job or if they do a bad job, is the outcome the same? In most cases, it is. And to be fair, yeah. not every job in every organization is that consequential, right? Some jobs just, you know, whether you do a great job or a poor job, you kind of don't move the meter. But yeah. let's talk about jobs that do move the meter. Let's talk about sales. Sure. Sales is it's easily the most binary component uh, of any company, right? And the, yep. the very people directly change that scorecard. But and tell me if this sounds measurable, familiar. Super if, visual, right? Tell me if super this sounds visible. familiar. And, and yep. this is, this is a, just a good metaphor for the whole thing. In a good sales month, what happens? Everyone says, huh, we killed it, nailed it. This is a team effort. This sales month was because of us. We own, we are accountable to that outcome. Sure. In a bad sales month, could be the next month. Huh, 
one our fault. Oh my gosh, man. There was yeah. a whole insert external event right. that clearly was not our fault. And that's why it happened. Seasonality, marketing, oh, seasonality, yeah, yeah. Right, market, yeah. market. Who didn't ah, there were, there was that that three day weekend, right? That yep. three day weekend, man. We yep. lost that day of sales, right? So that's that's let's see, that one day of sales would equate to <laughs> about three percent. Let's let's call it five percent of your total sales, but we're down twenty four percent this month. So I, right. maybe not, right? It's it's every every sales organ, and I'm not just picking on yep. sales. I mean, it's across the board. Whenever things are good, it was a team effort. Whenever yep. things are bad, it was someone else's fault. Right. Yeah. It was an individual um, effort, but yeah, not uh, the individual who's accountable. Right. And the Super Bowl, my team effort. The team brought us here. It wasn't just me, it was everyone else. What I would love is after the Super Bowl, they go to the quarterback of the losing team. He's like, one my fault. That guy couldn't yeah. uh, catch a pass. This guy couldn't <laughs> defend. My team sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Your team only gets credit when things go well. Right. And I guess what I'm saying is that's the kind of accountability we're looking for, but we rarely see it. For sure. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's in times of pressure. It's in times of need. I mean, like how many famous generals were, were ever uh, minted during peace times, right? <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. You know, like, and I mean, maybe they were doing a great job of whatever they were doing, but like there, there's a huge difference in terms of like stepping up when, when there's a lot on the line and being accountable then. Um, right. And you know what's funny about this? I, I see people. I, I see people get this wrong. I, not, not necessarily founders, but I, people on the teams get this wrong. Where in a moment where they can step up and be accountable for something that, that didn't go the way that it should, right? And instead try to defend, try to defer, uh, try to push responsibility elsewhere uh, because they feel like that will give them some safety, right? right. And it's the opposite, right? When you, as, as the founder, you as the person's manager, see someone miss an opportunity at accountability, it tells you a lot about that individual. It tells you a lot about what you can and cannot count on them for. Uh, whereas they look at it as if I stand up and, and I accept accountability, and I'm accountable for what just happened, and it's not a positive thing, that somehow this will count against me. Well, Here's the short version. It's going to count against you no matter what, right? right <laughs> because right. everyone else can see that you're responsible and you're accountable for it. Uh, and you're just not accepting that, right? So that's right. not going to count for you. What it does is give you the opportunity to, to air it out and to look for ways to avoid the same mistakes in the future or to achieve whatever it was that you you failed at in that moment, right? Sure. Right. If it's if it was, you know, a bunch of perfectly thrown passes that you dropped. And you're like, nah, the, the, the past is just, you know, they weren't where they were supposed to be. Video review is going to prove that they absolutely were. If you had owned it, you'd be working with the, uh, the, the receiver coach now, yep, right? And you'd absolutely. be getting what you needed, right? And so this is a big part of accountability in those dire consequences, in those moments of, of strife, in, in the bad times, is this is actually where we grow from, right? It, said differently, if we're not accountable during bad times, uh, way worse shit happens. <laughs> well goodbye business. Think about it though. Like I think accountability only happens on two ends of the spectrum, the yeah. top 10% and the bottom 10%. The top 10% get their exponential rewards. They get raises and promotions yep. and the bottom 10% get let go more or less. Yep. That's a huge stratification that leaves 80% of the, the work and the people yeah. that are actually responsible for our organization in good times and bads kind of on, on the sideline, which is absurd. Yeah. It is. So I, I would say you show me a organization, a startup, where no one is accountable, 
and I'm going to show you an organization that will guarantee fail. If you show yeah. me an organization where everyone is accountable, there's no guaranteeing success, but the no accountability is, is failure time and time again. Nowhere right. I've seen it more than when I would work with big companies. At the agency, all we had were Fortune 500 clients. Sure. And I had such a hard time understanding the difference because this is such a weird thing where we're a fast growing startup that does work for very slow, lumbering, wildly rich yep. Fortune 500s. And I'd sit in these meetings. Now, to be fair, they were hiring us because we could do the work that they could not do. Right. right? Sure. Okay. I get that. But we'd talk about timelines, we'd talk about outcomes. And I would say, okay, we could probably knock this out within two weeks, assuming you get all your stuff back to us. And, and they would look at this and like, two weeks? What do you mean? I was like, oh, boys, uh, that's probably too long. They're like, no, that'll take us closer to two months. And I, I, I just scratched my head. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, right. You've got all like these six, resources, all these people. Oh my God. And, six yeah. hours worth of work. You're going to get it to yeah. me in two months? <laughs> like, literally, right. what do you do here? Not to mention you're hiring me to do your job. Yeah. It blew me away because I saw firsthand what an organization looks like that has no accountability by way of that no motivation. Yep. Where if I work harder or less hard, the delta in that, in that impact is so small and in some cases unrecognized at all that you've taken away my motivation. Why do it in two weeks if I can get it done in two months and get paid and rewarded the same way? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nothing changes. I, Again, goes back to consequence. That scares the hell out of me. Right? There's no negative consequence. There's no positive consequence, meaning that I'll do it when I feel like doing it. Right. Which right. especially as you and, and it's amazing that this type of inefficiency compounds so greatly as you know, these larger and larger organizations, the amount of allowable bloat just continues to go up. What, what's mind blowing to me is that it doesn't lead to immediate collapse. If you just looked at it from a percentage standpoint, right. you take a, you know, and you said you had the same percentage of, let's just call it apathy, like right? this middle ground where there's no accountability. If you had the same percentage of that in a startup, it would almost guarantee its failure. And yet these right. large companies manage to, to, to cruise on this despite having it in, in much larger proportions uh, based on total headcount. It's, right. it's mind blowing to me. Uh, but again, like startups, we live on the razor's edge. I would argue, and I've said this long ago, that my, my thesis is that every great company was built decades before anybody worked there. Uh, and and, and all, all the work was done by those people and the new people yeah. are there just to not screw it up. But that's the whole, yep. whole other podcast. What, what I think that uh, when we're thinking about this around uh, how we get accountability, I think it's got two components. Let's, let's expand on this a little bit. Sure. One component is ownership. Who specifically yep. owns that outcome? And do they recognize that they own it? Right. In, yeah. in other words, when we sit up in a meeting and say, this doesn't work, this person immediately raises their hand and say, well, of course, it didn't work because I didn't get it done. That's ownership. Yeah. Right? Oh, man. Yeah. How many times have we asked questions like that, though, and and, and two or three people look at each other? <laughs> yeah. You, oh, know you're, you know you're in trouble at that point. It's like, okay, nobody knows who's supposed to be doing this. But nobody uh, seems so to have no a ownership. problem with, with the answer when things went well. Right. When things went right. well, everybody's, up, you know, yeah. what is it? Success has many children and, and uh, failure is an orphan. Right? It, it's, it's exactly what it looks like. Ownership means whether it's good or whether it's bad, it's your fault. And I mean right. fault in a good way in this case as well. The other side, the other component to this is consequence. Consequence says, if I do well, or if I do poorly, there is a consequence on either side. If I do well, here's my upside. And the better I understand my upside, the better I'm going to do. Just simple, straight, straight economics of motivation. Right. The second is, if things go poorly, 
I actually know that there could be consequence. Now, the, the, the most obvious consequence everybody points to is I'll get fired. Yes. And I think that's an extreme consequence. I don't think I don't think it's healthy to run an organization where the consequence keeps feeling like you're going to get kicked off the boat. That should be like the worst possible case. Sometimes consequences is having to stand up and, and tell the rest of the organization that you fucked up, right? Yeah. That's as painful as to, to a lot of people is getting fired. And I'm not saying do it in a Worse punishing in kind of way. Yeah, yeah, of course. Not. I'm saying it's a matter of pride. You know, something that's really funny about everything we talk about here is that none of it is new. Everything you're dealing with right now has been done a thousand times before you, which means the answer already exists. You may just not know it, but that's okay. That's kind of what we're here to do. We talk about this stuff on the show, but we actually solve these problems all day long at groups.startups.com. So if any of this sounds familiar, stop guessing about what to do. Let us just give you the answers to the test and be done with it. Well, it's it's a matter of ownership and accountability. I mean, th this is exactly what we're talking about, right? If if you're if you're not accountable for it, right? Like if you're allowed to not get up in front of the organization and say that, if you're allowed to obscure the fact that it was your doing that led to some misfortune within the company, or you know some, something didn't happen that was supposed to, and there's you there is no consequence of any sort, you're allowed to let that slide by. Then there's no accountability, right? And, right. and this is a huge problem. You may know that you own it. But ownership is only one half of it, right? Like you said, it has to be ownership and consequence. The you know one without the other uh, doesn't work at all. We also see the the, the converse, right? And, and this is really problematic. And this is a hallmark of of, of very bad leadership or very bad management, which is that there are consequences when there wasn't clear ownership, right? right. And and we good we point. see really this too, point. right? And we got to be really careful about this one because you want to talk about demotivation. Right. This is this is a huge one. Right. And you get your hands smacked for something you didn't do because you didn't know you were not you were supposed to do it. Right. That, that's a tough one, man. Right. I run into this one with parenting every once in a while. Like, <laughs> but but it was implied that, yeah, that right, you right. would do this. thing. Right? They're like, that's not how it works. Right. It doesn't work in parenting, doesn't work in management or leadership either. OK, so first off, we're saying that if people don't know that they own the outcome, if we don't make that crystal clear, that's on super us. clear. Yeah. As managers, as leaders, founders, what have you, if we are not super clear at every possible level in the organization, make no mistake, the metric, the KPI that we're going to work toward, that, that we're, we're succeeding or failing on is your metric. And there's yep. no question about that. I think that one alone, and even if it's implied, let's say you're running customer success. And the implication is that you want to have good customer success, that you want to have good interactions, you want to retain sure. customers, you want to do good things. But if I don't have three metrics that say whether I'm doing a good job or not, and it's not clear that the person sitting next to me does not own that metric in the same way, I own it. That person yep. could influence it. The person sitting next to me taking calls or doing whatever, like they can screw it up. But if they do, and I'm the team lead, it is my job to correct for that. If my Correct. team goes wrong, it is my, it, I can't say, oh, that person completely threw things off. Dude, he's on yeah. your, your team. team. <laughs> right. You, you, can't, yep. you can't say that the, the people that I manage, the people that I oversee, or the, the numbers that I'm accountable for, if I can control them, that they're not mine. Or said differently, if that's true, then if you have a single good month, we're also going to not give you credit for it. We're going to say it had nothing to do with you. It was your team. You just stood there, which by the yeah. way, also happens all the time. Yes, it does. The second part of it, like we're saying, around consequence. Let's talk about either end of consequence. 
on the one hand, the, the part we understand, which is people get fired. And I think consequence has more of a dire connotation to it. But con consequence should also be if things go well, there's a hundred different ways you can be rewarded. Sometimes people just want the the, the recognition. Yeah. They of just, knowing yeah. that they did well. Right. That, that's that's a intrinsic, powerful motivation. There's an intrinsic benefit of knowing I, I came and I did what I was supposed to do. And, and, and in my own small space within this whole big thing, I won. I did what I was supposed to do. And is it, it is a tragedy if, as management, we don't pay that paycheck out. Yeah. It's the easiest one to pay. Right. I, I'll give Elliot credit, our COO. He's phenomenal at this. Yes. He does a great job. Yep. When we're on calls and stuff like this, he does a great job all the time of paying that bill, right? Somebody, somebody worked really hard, they put an extra effort and he, he takes the time and he's thoughtful about it and he calls people out yep. and he makes them feel great. And every time he's he made up it, shit I've never done and congratulated <laughs> me on it, just when he knew I needed a boost, man, it's, it's incredible. Every time he does it, my, the thought goes through my head, number one, I'm so glad he did it. And number two, I'm like, I wouldn't have done it. I, yeah. I wasn't trying to not do it. Yeah. As much as I know it's it, true. It slipped by, right? It, it doesn't occur by. to me all the I was time. On, I was on to the next thing, yeah. I also, yeah. I had, this is just kind of a weird admission, but I have this weird thing where if you give me a B-plus effort, that doesn't feel extraordinary. To me, a B-plus effort kind of feels like what you get paid for. Yeah. Now, an A effort, to me, feels like something you should high-five for. Yeah. But, but if, if I give you an assignment and you get it done, my expectation was that you were going to get it done. That's why right. so you're to, here, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of to me, that's the baseline, right? That's if you did it faster, if you did it more exceptionally, et cetera, that's when I say, okay, that's, that's a better grade. That said, I'm creating my own mechanism to grade that. And the person who got the assignment, I failed to tell them how this was going to be graded or how I'm Correct. grading it, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they think they, they busted their ass and did this incredible job. And then they just get crickets from me. That's a yeah. failure on my part. Right, I, I didn't yeah. explain kind of how I was grading this or what mattered in the work. What Elliot does a nice job of, and I'm just kind of giving him a high five for this, is he does recognize when the work was beyond what he thought it was going to be, and he calls it out for what it is. And I'll, I'll say this: I've rarely seen an organization give as, it pay as many of those bills. I'm going to call it right, and bills in a positive way, kind of pay those paychecks yep. of, of gratitude and recognition, um, as well as he's done it. Now that said. I've watched it happen and I've watched the motivation from the folks that are getting it. And it's extraordinary. Yep. Yeah, it works. And that, that's why I, I want to talk about the other side of consequence. I want to talk about the part where, again, it's not just people getting fired. It's people getting rewarded. And there's 50 different ways to reward people. And you know, the one is, oh, you'll get paid more. That sounds awesome. And that's great. Yeah. It's, it's not the only thing. It's also the hardest one to, to guarantee and execute. Yeah, least, yeah. Right? Especially you know, if you don't do. But I think that for us, um, as we're trying to think about how to create this ownership, if we create ownership without consequence, downside or upside, it's a mess. Because what I'm saying is I busted my ass. And you hear it all the time. Uh, employees are complaining. I worked so hard. I did this. I did this and did this. And I have nothing to show for it. No one else yeah. has the opposite complaint, which is I kind of screwed off and sat home, watched Netflix all day and like barely answered <laughs> Slack. And, uh, and, and I got dinged for it, right? Uh, that's, yeah. that's Netflix's fault. No. But, but I, I guess in, in my mind, if you have an organization that's well aligned with this concept of ownership, people know exactly what they own. They're highly visible. And we haven't talked much about this. They're highly visible, right? This is why sales is great because it's so metrics yep. based. So measurable, so big visible. sales board, yep. right? But a lot of other folks in the organization don't have that luxury. 
right? If you're in customer success, I'm just picking on customer success for today. You don't necessarily get that. Uh, dev team has a, a difficult challenge too, because depending on the project or the engagement, they have stuff that might run nine months. Yep. Kind of hard to feel like you're really killing it in month four. Right? Yeah. It's just kind of so, hard yeah. to see. Nine months is yeah, a not, long game. Right. Uh, sales can, can look good daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly. A lot of other people have a hard time doing that, but it's our job. It's our job to divide those responsibilities, to create that visibility. The visibility is what I'm Correct. talking about. To create yep. that visibility so that in positive or negative, everyone's got a chance to stand up and, and, and explain you know, what worked or what didn't work. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think the worst thing you can do is take, take people's voice off the table. It's a huge uh, hundred percent. And, and I think there's another, there's another thread to this, uh, and, and it's still around the, the, the topic of visibility, but it's being visible across the organization and yeah. having visibility across the organization. Because one of the things that I've found highly motivational is when you know, right, if you're not accountable for something that it's going to impact someone else's ability to do what they need to do directly, or that when you do what you're supposed to do, that it helps or augments what they're doing, and then it feeds into something larger, right? Uh, you know, Dev could say, like, it, it ends when we ship the code, right? right? And that'd be one way to look at it. And they can high five themselves and say, we've shipped the code, we're done now. Um, if the code they shipped doesn't impact the sales team doesn't bring more leads like we thought it would, or whatever the objective of that was, doesn't make a better product, then a little bit different, right? And so this is where like knowing what those end outcomes are and knowing that, because few of us work in a vacuum, especially in a startup company, there, there's almost always intersection amongst the work and having that visibility and tying your accountability to the total outcomes, right? And this is where like frameworks like OKR, KPIs, uh, metrics-based things where you see how it all fits together can be really, really powerful, really, really motivational. It's a social proof and social pressure kind of thing, right? Like if I know if I don't do what I need to do this week in marketing, that next week somebody in the sales team is going to have trouble hitting their numbers, right? Hopefully that's an intrinsic motivation for me to get what I need Absolutely. to be done that's this exactly week to make sure about. that, right? It's a great point. Today, I was on a call with uh, Brian, who for the folks of you here that don't know, uh, runs our customer success team. And I was explaining about all the stuff that's about to get released and kind of yep. how it affects him. And more importantly, how what he does affects us, right? Yeah. If, if he doesn't understand the product in the same way, if he doesn't respond well, which he's amazing, but then the rest of us are screwed. I think that when you start to put everyone in front of each other, to your point, and they can kind of see where, where things break down, Something like this. Ryan's our CMO, so Ryan oversees uh, marketing. He makes sure that the uh, the sales team or, or other folks have leads, et cetera. If you come up short, that has a whole chain of events that ripples through the rest of the organization. The biggest miss we could have is if the rest of the organization didn't understand it for good or for bad, yep. didn't see it coming, right? Like if, if you don't raise your hand and say, "Hey, uh, you know, something's off this month. Um, we're gonna have to make some adjustments," and in everyone, and you take ownership of that. But then everybody else down the chain says, oh, shit, we're going to have fewer leads. We're going to have yeah. fewer, um, you know, whatever. And now I have to make a change. I can't just say, well, it didn't work out because it's Ryan's fault, right? That doesn't right. work. What I'm saying is, hey, if there's less leads coming in, then I need to change how I'm operating things. You know, the, the game plan just changed. And now I have to have ownership for how I changed and, and how I uh, responded to that. Absolutely. That's a culture yeah. of ownership. That um, is, Yeah. Ownership it's rare. And accountability, right? And right. yeah, and one that where where you understand that it's 
it is a dynamic situation, right? Because right. things do change and we don't work in vacuums. Uh, it's a really good point. And I, I think this is where, you know, again, that communication, visibility, calling out what's working well, uh, calling out what's not um, is, is super important. So that again, people can adjust what they're doing. Uh, you know, budgets change, uh, you know, performance changes. There are seasonal impacts, a lot of things going on. Um, but we don't ever want these things to be surprises for the people who aren't directly accountable, don't have ownership of them, but certainly have consequences based on their outcomes, right? Uh, right. And that's the other thing, right? Consequence can, can spread across the organization pretty quickly, too. Um, you know, if, if you're just a purely sales-driven organization uh, and, and sales stops selling, that has pretty heavy uh, consequence for everyone in the organization, right? When we start operating in a vacuum, well, I did my part doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if Deb yeah. ships everything exactly uh, as it, it was expected to on time, but we don't get enough sales to pay for that, it doesn't yep. really matter that you shipped it. Yes, you're accountable to that, but you're also inherently accountable to the other pieces working as well, right? Yeah. So you have to That's be it. aligned. Um, where I see this breakdown most often is the accountability isn't set by the founder. Or sure. the founder just simply doesn't understand how important the reflection of their accountability is across the org. And I'll give you some examples. Right now, we're in a very difficult fundraising environment. So there's a yep. lot of founders talking to a lot of teams right now that are saying the fundraising environment is difficult. That's why we, we can't bring in more money. And they're not wrong. The fact is the fundraising environment is, is challenging. There's no question. Yep. And you're accountable to it. Yes. And you, regardless, no matter how hard it gets, you're accountable to the outcome of the company. You're accountable to whether you trimmed staff so that you could be lean enough to be able to make it through this, this next iteration. You're accountable to whether or not you shifted strategy so that you try to generate more revenue to, to cover costs. You're accountable to whether you did a shitty sales presentation. <laughs> you couldn't raise money. Yep. You are accountable to all of those outcomes. These things didn't happen to you. Correct. They happened and you're accountable for how you respond. That's a big difference. Huge and you don't difference. see it enough. Yeah, I just, I just had to have a fairly, fairly tense conversation with a founder last week about exactly this. It was the fundraising environment and they were about to make a decision uh, around bringing on new team members, increasing their burn rate significantly and, and predicating that on, on a future raise. All right. And, and then they were saying, and I was saying, okay, so, you know, you're aware of the consequences of what happens if you don't raise that. And they're like, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to, you know, basically fire everybody that we're about to hire. And I'm like, okay, so are you communicating that clearly upfront? Right. Are you owning that? Are you being accountable for that? Uh, at this stage, are you letting people know that that's a likely outcome? And they were like, well, we hadn't really thought about it that way. You know, we're just hoping we'll, we'll raise the funds. Like, well, um, these people are hoping you're going to keep paying them. Uh, right, so right. let's look at the, uh, the hierarchy of needs here make sure that we, you know, we don't make bad decisions based on, on current circumstance, right? Again, to your point, you have to be accountable based on the current situation. The current right. fundraising environment's really tough. Okay. Make decisions that align with that situation that you will be able to be accountable to. Weird shit happens. That's the nature of a startup. Yes. We all get it. And so yep. we're not pretending like, like everything happens in a vacuum and nothing affects us. Of course it does. Of course, yes. if funding tightens up, that challenges things. There's no question. But how we respond to it is exactly what makes us an accountable CEO. And, and to that end, it's also what the rest of the organization looks at. If all we do is blame shift in, in the C-suite, yep. right? If all we do is sit around and talk about how market conditions effed us up or, or this external event, this client messed us up, et cetera, then we are creating a very, very toxic culture without accountability. 
which yeah, is a is. dangerous it, place, right? Yeah, excuses are probably the most powerful solvent to dissolve accountability, right? Yeah, it, that's a great it, way it's, to put it. It's, that's it's, a great it's way to put such, it. It's such an easy thing to do. Um, and I've, I've heard you say this, I've said this, bring the problems to me, right? When I'm, I'm speaking to my team, bring the problems to me, but bring a solution as well, right? Don't, right. don't give me an accounting of what happened because I think that there can be this confusion around accounting and accountability. They're not the same thing. Coming and telling me this happened. Okay, what is our plan, right? So, you know, it's a bad fundraising environment, okay? So that doesn't mean that that's the end of that story the the next sentence should be so here's how we're going to continue to bootstrap or Absolutely. here's what our other plan is right yep. what is the solution for this right because if you let it end with the reason then the reason turns into an excuse and the excuse erodes accountability and now we're on really really shaky ground i use a subtle distinction and i'm sure there's a dictionary definition that doesn't support what i'm about to say but the way <laughs> I, the way I just, what did webster know yeah, I separate excuses from reasons. Excuses are things that could have been worked around and reasons are just why that it happened. In other words, there, there was no workaround. This is why it Correct. happened. And so when, when people come to us and they say, hey, I've got this problem and, and here's what happened, et cetera. And I look at that and say, was it unavoidable? And I don't mean by it like you have ESP. Right. There's, a, there's some things where you actually just couldn't have seen it coming. And I get that. Yep. That was a reason. The excuses when you talk about how you didn't handle that properly. When that didn't like that client fell through. Okay. I get that. It does happen. Clients do miscommitments, et cetera. They don't pay us, what have you. But that's really not what I care about. What I care right. about is what you did when you heard that. Yeah. For a lot of folks, they're not used to having to be accountable beyond the outcome. Again, right. you're just like, I, I account for the situation. I, I give you an accounting of it, right? I tell you the story and that's what it yep. is. I think, you know, to, to follow on your, your subtle distinction, I think that reasons can become excuses when not properly handled, yes. right? Yeah, there, there's a reason, right? Yes. Like COVID happened, right? Nobody yep. saw that coming. Yep. And that's a reason and it that was actually a thing. happened. It's, it's a, it was a reason, right? Yep. Because COVID happened, I'm now going to, right, is what keeps yes. that from becoming an excuse, right? right. It's, that, it's that proactive, and here's what we're going to do about it versus just saying, oh, it is what it is, right? And okay, there are some things that are what they are. Right. But as founders, if we want to continue to steer the ship, we want to continue to move forward. We want to, you know, maintain or grow. That can't be the answer. The answer can't be it is what it is. Right. The answer is it is what it is. <laughs> and here's not. what we're going to do uh, to, to make it something other than that. Right. That's where accountability and ownership uh, become really, really powerful and, and fight off, you know, reasons becoming excuses and excuses becoming the, de the deterioration of the entire organization. Right. This is where it starts. It starts and stops with us. That's the whole point here, right? That's exactly what yep. we're talking about today. We're saying that there's no possible way we're going to expect to have a whole organization that's motivated, that has ownership, that has accountability, that has all these intrinsic things that we need without demonstrating exactly all of that coming from us as the founders, as the leadership team. It's kind of the simple. If we can't show the organization that we're a thousand percent accountable, then we have no business expecting the same from anyone else. So in addition to all the stuff related to founder groups, you've also got full access to everything on startups.com. That includes all of our education tracks, which will be funding, customer acquisition, even how to manage your monthly financers. There's so much stuff in there. All of our software, including BizPlan for putting together detailed business plans and financials, LaunchRock for attracting early customers, and of course, Fundable for attracting investment capital. 
when you log into the startups.com site, you'll find all of these resources available.